joining us today is Meryl Randall Jones of Carers Wales. Uh, welcome, Meryl. Hello, Paul. Thank you for having me. A great pleasure. A great pleasure. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Carers Wales? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been working with Carers Wales now for the last three years. I'm a consultant and I come in and work on specific projects and I generally help to get the message out there about unpaid carers and obviously to promote Carers Wales as well as the charity for unpaid carers here in Wales. We're part of Carers UK which is a UK-wide organisation. It's a membership organisation and we're very much led by unpaid carers who tell us how things are um, and we're here for them. It's a membership organisation um, but we can talk more about that as we go through. That's great and why do people become unpaid carers? Is that a lifestyle think, option? Uh, what is it? I don't think it's a lifestyle option. I think if you ask many unpaid carers, it's uh, there's different types of unpaid carers. I think let's take a step back and it's to draw that definition between what is an unpaid carer and what is a paid carer, because sometimes there is confusion out there. So we are here for those people who care for a loved one who has a disability or an illness um, or is looking after an older relative or an older friend um, who has a condition that means that they can't necessarily do everything for themselves and they need care for. Um, compared to somebody who is paid to come in through an agency or through a local authority who is paid to come in and provide that care. So that's a, that's a, a pretty simple definition of the two. Um, why do people become carers? I think... There's a whole host of answers for that, but a lot of the time it's basically circumstance that, that happens to them. So if you think of somebody, and I can talk from personal experience, um, I became a carer for my mum for more than 10 years who had dementia. Um, the dementia was a gradual onset, but in the end it was absolutely full on. And um, as far as we were concerned, there was no other choice within the family that we would provide that care for her. So that meant doing everything for her in the end, um, you know, all the paperwork, all the personal care, um, right the way through to making sure that she had the best of everything with the medical advice. So it, that's, it happens upon you. Um, some people can become carers, not gradually. It can be quite instantaneous if somebody has a stroke or they're injured in an accident. Um, and that, you know, they, they have long-term implications there in terms of caring for a loved one. Could be a husband, could be a child, could be a wife, could be, you know, a spouse, could be any family member. Um, I'm not sure I'd call it a lifestyle choice. Um, I think that uh, there are people out there who have always done it. You have children who are carers, so you have your young carers. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I don't think there's a, the one clear definition. No, but I suppose one thing that seems to uh, underpin it all is it's done out of need and it's done out of love. I think that, that the key thing, the key question that you have to ask is what would happen if that person wasn't there to the person that's being cared for? So unpaid caring responsibilities can range from everything, doing shopping maybe once or twice a week, um, making sure bills are paid or, um, you know, just phone calls to check that somebody's OK and making sure that they're OK every day and neighbours do that regularly. Um, what would happen if that person wasn't there to be able to do even that low level of stuff? How would that other person cope? Right the way up to the top end of 
providing personal care, as I've said, you know, toileting, bathing, feeding for your loved one. If you weren't there, who would do it? I suppose uh, there's a lot of people feel that uh, we've got a national insurance system which provides cradle, cradle to grave care. Is, is that not the case? I think um, there is care out there, but I think there's a lot of the time, if you're providing 24-7 care um, and you don't want your loved one maybe to go into nursing home or into residential care, um, I think, yes, there is a system there, what I think we need to look at is the way that unpaid carers, in essence, are the third pillar of that NHS and social services system. So they really do provide that additional support. If the unpaid carers weren't there, everybody talks about the system being under pressure anyway. But can you imagine what it would be like if the unpaid carers weren't there? doing their thing and looking after an unpaid carer. Uh, I'll give you some shocking statistics yes, as well, do. Paul. Because since the pandemic started, let's talk about how many carers there are in Wales. So the last census in 2011, um, we know that there are around 400,000 unpaid carers in Wales who identified themselves as unpaid carers. We had some statistics done in November last year uh, for Carers' Rights Day, and we know that there are looking at a possible additional 200,000 unpaid carers. That's a massive amount. So that's now 600,000, and that's that's an estimate, okay? So I th still think we're on the low side with mm. that. Some more statistics for you. Every day of the pandemic, unpaid carers have saved the Welsh economy £33 million. Pounds. Oh, that's every day of the pandemic. You extrapolate that, which we did some calculations, to the end of this financial year, that's over 12 and a half billion pounds. Massive, now, massive. We talk about there being a health and social care system in place. Yes, yes, there is. And, you know, we've seen the fantastic work that's been done throughout the pandemic for that. Um, I suppose what we're about is putting the hand up for the unpaid care and saying, hey, you know, here we are. We are your third pillar, uh, enabling that, to, that system to carry on. And, and how have carers managed with all of this going on? Because... Carers, it's a hard job anyway for some people. For some people, it's not. But for some people, it is quite a hard job. Um, but how have they managed during the pandemic? Because that's put so many extra pressures on everyone. It has, yeah. And everybody's different. I think when you think about when, when it all hit, when the first lockdown happened, many of the vital services that um, unpaid carers relied on to get some respite automatically shut down. So day centres and things like dementia cafes and all of those things that were a lifeline for unpaid carers just to have a little bit of time out um, were taken away. Um, hospital appointments, we know some were cancelled um, and doctor's appointments were only by emergency, certainly where I live, I know that that was the case. Um, so how do they manage? They did manage because that's what they do. Um, could there have been more support out there without a doubt and, and paid carers being given the recognition from the start of the pandemic? Yes. One thing that Carers Wales did was recognise that there was a need for carers to still have some time of their own. So uh, one of my colleagues is going to come on in a couple of weeks and talk to you about um, the online Zoom sessions that we do for unpaid carers every week. One of them's called Care for a Cuppa. 
and that really is just like a little chin wag with uh, other carers just to let off a bit of steam maybe or listen to other people chat and you know just join in and have that little bit of downtime and then there's another one as well called me time where we're offering um, various sessions we do fun things like crafting um, and yoga we've done virtual walks around Wales and it's open to anybody who is an unpaid carer just pop onto our website carerswales.org and look out care for a cuppa or me time and you can register and you'd be more than welcome to join other unpaid carers around Wales and all of this is free because one thing all we of have, this is free. I have known is that a lot of people are really financially struggling during this uh, sure. pandemic and and carers by the very nature from my knowledge of carers uh if you're actually doing something to support someone it takes away your capacity to earn quite often I, there's a couple of things and again i'm really grateful for you uh, having us on your on your radio station because um i want a colleague to come on and talk about juggling work and care Yes. so that they can talk about you know the rights that you have as as a carer in work but also um the fact that you can juggle work and care and look at the merits of somebody who does juggle work and care because you're highly skilled if you can hold down a full time you know a job yes and provide that care at the same time there's a there's a level of skill in doing that in terms of juggling demands um and i've also got somebody who hopefully will be able to come on and talk about the financial entitlements that uh, unpaid carers uh, are able to claim. Now, not everybody can do it, and it's one of our big quests along with Carers UK to make sure that we get the level of carers allowance increased because it is a pittance at the moment, we think. It's it's just nowhere near good enough. Um, but also to make it available to more people as well. So, but I'm no expert on that, Paul. I, you know, so I will get one of my colleagues to come on and, and talk to your listeners about I, that. I think it's quite a, a complicated business quite often for people. You, you claim something and you've got to look at the total impact. And, and as you rightly say, it is quite a specialist area uh, and for someone to actually go through of that because you don't want to, by doing something very positive, create problems for yourself and, and the person you're caring for. That's absolutely right. And of course, it's not just us that's out there. We work um, across all the third sector. So, you know, your citizens advice, there's carers outreach centres up in uh, in North Wales. So, you know, there, there's, there are agencies out there. We just like to think of ourselves as if you come to us, we'll be able to signpost you off to the best person or the best agency to be able to, uh, to, to look at your problem. But when you say um, it's all free, yeah, absolutely. What we provide um, is free membership. Um, membership will give you the uh, the benefits of finding out about things as quickly as we find out. So um, obviously you can go onto Twitter and Facebook as well, our Twitter and Facebook pages, but you get a monthly newsletter that comes out and there's an online forum as well with membership. And that means that if you do have access to the computer or to a tablet or to a phone, you will be able to go online and chat with other like-minded people and amazingly the number of times obviously you speak with somebody who's gone through a similar process to you chances are they might have the answers as well yes yes so you know and it's nice to talk through so yeah membership of carers wales is absolutely free and i should imagine that i mean people's health and their care needs will often change um do you support people as the person they're caring for their needs are changing yeah, we've got um, we've got a whole range of guides and information sheets. And one of the things, again, I'll go back to my own personal experience of 
um, caring for somebody with early onset dementia, caring to somebody who's got full mid, mid to late stage Alzheimer's, difference is huge. You know, the, the impact and the pressures that it puts on you and your own family life is massive. And of course, your care needs change as well. As a carer, you know, your, the impact on you and your health might be affected as well. So um, it's important to know that under the Social Services Wellbeing Act uh, that was brought in in 2014, every unpaid carer in Wales um, has rights within their local authority, and that's a right to information, a right to have their voice heard, a right to have their advocacy, if you like, so, you know, to, to somebody to speak up for them as well. So um, to all of your listeners, as I say, the first, the first thing really is to identify yourself as an unpaid carer. Um, and then take it from there. And we've got guides and information sheets that can tell you how to do that. One of the things about um, when you talk to a number of services, the fact that they are under pressure, so much pressure at present, should that put people off? Should they stand back and say, well, I'm not the most needed? Or should they actually um, just look towards themselves and what their needs are? Absolutely not. You know, you, you put your hand up and you, this is why we think that the figures, even though the, the we're quoting is an underestimation of how many unpaid carers there are potentially out there. Um, no, please, please put your hand up, go to your GP and tell them that you are caring for a loved one or, you know, that uh, potentially is on their records as well. Um, you know, so no, please put your hand up and, uh, and declare yourself as an unpaid carer. That is brilliant. And um, just can you tell me again how people get in touch with Carers Wales? Yeah, so um, we've got lots of different ways to get in touch. So obviously our website is our first port of call. So that's uh, carerswales.org. You will find us on Twitter and on Facebook and also on LinkedIn uh, for those who are working carers. You can email us at info at carerswales.org. And then, of course, for those of you, I'm aware that everything I've done so far is given out uh, online information. You can call us on 02920-811-370. That's good. That's good. The good old telephone. Uh, can you well, just that's repeat, right. That's can you right, just yeah. repeat that number again? Sure. 02920 and then you'll get someone locally to speak to people. So forward. we're based down in Cardiff, but we have people dotted over across Wales. And we've got uh, one of our uh, volunteer and engagement officers actually based just outside Carnarvon. Um, but we've got links to organisations across the whole of Wales. So, yeah, come to us and, and we'll be able to signpost you if we can't do it ourselves. That's brilliant. And we look forward uh, over the next few weeks of hearing a little bit more about what you do and how it affects different people. So thank you Wonderful. very much, Meryl. Thank you, Thank Paul. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.